you're listening to the Harford County Living Podcast. Thank you for coming, and please send any suggestions or comments to podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. The Harford County Living Podcast is produced for your enjoyment, and show notes can be found at harfordcountyliving.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. If you would like to be a guest on the Harford County Living Podcast, free of charge, please contact us at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com. Now we will begin the podcast right after this. It's almost that time of year once again. That's right. Santa Claus is coming back to Joppa Town on Sunday, December 10th at the Joppa Town High School for the annual Joppa Town Lions Club Breakfast with Santa and Holiday Bazaar. There will also be local craft vendors on site so you can do your shopping while you and your kids, of course, are eating breakfast. Tickets are only $10 a piece and children five and under are free. And you may buy tickets either at the door or online at joppatownlionsclub.org. That's Joppatown with an E. They got a full menu, pancakes, waffles, bacon, sausage, eggs, juice, milk. You name it, they're probably going to have it. So make sure you make it down there. I also understand there's going to be some crafts for the kids to make. So once again, come to the annual Breakfast with Santa and Holiday Bazaar, sponsored by the Joppatown Lions Club, on Sunday, December 10th, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Joppatown High School. I'd like to welcome everybody to the Harford County Living Podcast. Uh, this time we have actually Sheldon Bear, who is the conductor and founder, right? That's right. Of the Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra, and Catherine Jacques of the Rage Box Contemporary Dance Center. Yes. That's a mouthful there. <laughs> All right, so Catherine, the Rage Box Contemporary Dance uh, Center, you guys... You just had an article about, was it 13 of your students? We have 13 students who we've selected to go to this large ballet competition in Philadelphia. It's uh, called the Youth America Grand Prix. It is the largest student-based ballet competition in the world. Ballet competition? Yes. Okay, explain. I mean, is it like, I mean, I see the dance shows on TV. Is it similar to that? Uh, Yes and no. So if you think sort of along the lines of gymnastics okay. competitions where each uh, gymnast would come out and perform whatever their specific element is um, and get a score from there to determine the winner, um, it's run similar to that. So wow. uh, seven of those 13 girls will perform a solo and they're being judged on technique. So how high their legs go, how high they can jump, their turns, their body placement and posture. Um, the use of the upper body, and then their artistry as well. So their expression, um, the musicality choices that they make, stuff like that. So based on their score from all of those factors, we'll determine. It sounds a lot like gymnastics it's, in it's, a way. It's very similar to, to the way that it's run. And how young are these girls? Our youngest is 10, and the oldest is 13. 10? When do they start? Most of them have been dancing since they were probably three or four. Um, and then they started with our preparatory program, which is the one that goes to all the different competitions and performances. They usually start with that program around between ages seven and nine, depending on their, their level of ability. Wow. And how long have you been teaching? Ballet? I've been teaching for 12 years, I think. And I've been, I started dancing when I was two or three, so over 30 years. Still perform? Point. No, I gave that up a few years ago. <laughs> You're still young, you need to do no, it. No, the knees and the feet, it just, it wasn't happening anymore. <laughs> She's sounding like us now, Sheldon. <laughs> And I were getting ready to have children, and I was like, you know what, it's time. I, I made it till I was 30 with performing. So, <laughs> now, wh- where is the center located at? They're in Forest Hill. Okay, whereabouts? Um, 
Are you familiar with where Commerce Road is? Yeah. It's right off of there, and like the there's all those warehouses and stuff okay. like that. They're tucked back in there. Have they been there a while? Yeah, I think the owners opened it uh, 12 years ago, maybe. Really? Yeah, and we just added a fourth studio last year. See, now I feel bad because I, I didn't, never heard about them until you sent me the email. <laughs> I mean, the program has grown a lot in the last couple of years. Um, okay. And, and our students, as they've started graduating, have started making a nice name for the program. We've got graduates out in New York and L.A. Um, one actually just performed with Imagine Dragons this past weekend. Really? Mm-hmm, at the AMAs. Wow. Yeah. Sheldon, that's that's a band in case you don't know who they oh, are. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think just double checking. So <laughs> now, can anybody register to take classes? Anyone there? can register for class. Okay. Uh, if they want to be part of the preparatory program, which is the one that does a lot of the competitions and performances, that's an audition that we do each spring. And then for the students that are going to the ballet competition. Uh, over the course of the summer, I, I look at them and make selections at the end of the summer. Okay, now do you guys do any local shows? We're actually going to be performing at the uh, Bel Air Festival of Trees this weekend. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the girls that are going to the competition will be performing. At the Armory? Yes. Oh, okay. When is that? It's this Saturday. We're performing at 2, but the okay. event is going all day on Saturday. Now, any, any place else I mean, that they're going to be performing? Um, Wait a minute, this isn't the group that does the Nutcracker every year, No, is it? Okay. that's a different group. Okay. Uh... They have some competitions coming up uh, after the new year, so like January, February, March, but those probably aren't going to be in the area. I think they're mostly down nor- near D.C. and Baltimore. Okay. Um, and then we do our annual recitals in the spring in May. Need to hook up with, uh, you know, Susquehanna Symphony Orchestra, <laughs> do a big shindig together, you know? I'm, tr- I'm trying to kind of grow the ballet program more, so that's right. something that we might be able to do in the future. Now, and I don't know if you realize this or not, but when Catherine first sent me the email, she didn't send it to me. I think you sent it to Good News or something. Yeah, something. But she thought I was a local newspaper. I don't want to say the name of the <laughs> newspaper. And I was like, um, oh, but you sent me the information. Send me a press release, and I'd love to get you on the podcast to talk about it. And I think I may have thrown you off a little bit there at first when I said podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. And I figured it would be perfect with you on, too. That'd be fine. You know, yeah. So, um, Sorry if I scared you like that. Wait, I, I've never newspaper. done this before. That newspaper like doesn't do podcasts. What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, the how? I mean, do you get a lot of people wanting to sign up and asking about it? Because I know ballet's not easy. It's not. Um, usually, we wrote them in young. <laughs> okay. So it's usually two, three, four years old, and the parents want. You know, a nice activity where they're able to socialize, they're able to learn how to be in a classroom environment, they're able to learn how to follow directions, stuff like that. Okay. Um, while also starting to work on strength building and flexibility and coordination and all that stuff. And then, you know, they see the tutus and the tiaras and the point shoes and, and sparkly costumes. And from there, it just grows and becomes more and more and more. I guess, and something like that too, especially with ballet, I would think that they're learning a lot of discipline as well. Yes, yes. I'm very strict on them with their discipline and personal responsibility. Now, does the dance center only do, teach ballet or do they teach? No, other we're types actually of dance? known more for contemporary and hip hop, which is going to be similar to what you see on things like So You Think You Can Dance. Um, the director hired me about, I think this is the start of my fifth season, five years ago, and I've kind of started to grow the ballet program a little bit more. It's actually kind of funny you think of that. Content, they, so they're known for contemporary and hip hop, and now they're doing the ballet. Ballet that's is actually, the basis. That's good. <laughs> yeah, ballet is the basis for most dance forms. Right. Mm-hmm. So, the the goal is to have strong technical 
ballet or ballet dancers that are also able to do really astounding contemporary choreography, able to handle the hip hop. So the kids are really well versed in all the different genres. Does it seem like they get a lot of people, you know, signing up for the contemporary and hip hop mm-hmm. as well? Do they? Yep. Huh. Yeah, our hip hop program is amazing. We have almost fifty boys in the whole program too. Really? Yeah. So this has got to be a pretty big dance center then. Yeah, we have almost four hundred students this year. It's probably one of the largest in Hartford County. 400 students? Did you know this? That would be 800 legs. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) Never thought about it that way. (laughs) I bet you tried to get some of the boys worked over into ballet. We try. uh Do you have some success? We actually have a boys-only ballet class this year. I think there's... Uh I want to say there's 10 boys in there. Excellent. Um, None of them are going to the ballet competition this year, but I do have some high Uh, hopes for a few of them in a couple years. All of my teaching, I've only had one student, former student, become a ballet dancer. (laughs) And he now is a teacher at one of the colleges. I think he's in the Midwest. But yeah, it was a male. And all those students that I had that that studied ballet. interesting, because you would think studying music (laughs) Yeah, and I've had a lot of students study, you know, music and dance. Mm-hmm. And I think music and dance go hand in hand. Well, yeah. But I think it's um, sort of ironic that the only one that actually yeah. made it uh, was uh, a, a guy. Hmm. Yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, I remember, oh, God, I can't, now I'm going to forget his name. <sighs> Russian. Mikhail Brushnikov? Yes. Brushnikov. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I used to love watching him. Yeah. I mean, that guy was... Yeah, he's still, yeah, I mean... Wasn't it him and Gregory Hines that did the movie together? White yeah. Russia, Russia, White Knights, Night White, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Because <laughs> Gregory Hines yeah. is an awesome tap dancer mm-hmm. as well. Gregory Hines is good. You know, there's a, there's a piece for orchestra. I think Leroy Anderson wrote it for tap dancer and orchestra. Tap dancer, soloist. Really? And orchestra, yeah. It's, it's really... Uh, a unique piece, fun. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. Well, now you're gonna have to write some, something for Catherine. <laughs> I I I get it written in time for the competition. <laughs> they wouldn't accept the Sheldon Bear original for competition music. Oh, no, <laughs> but they've already Mine. started rehearsing anyway. We started them. Yes, yeah, so oh, okay. like, oh, well, I've got. I was trying. Maybe next I've year got, though. Yeah, <laughs> I've got my idea. own projects right now. I'm working on. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, if somebody wants to register, how do they contact you? Uh, they could probably just go on the website. I believe it's off the top of my head, RageboxDanceCenter.com. And All right, we'll have the link in the show notes for that, too, to, for you. Oh, that'd be good. Do you have the uh, phone number, by chance? I don't have it memorized. Okay. I, mean, I could look it up. <laughs> It'll be on the website, uh, which will be linked, so. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Sheldon, you've been keeping pretty busy. This is true, even though I'm a retired old guy. <laughs> well, you got, what, the new season, uh, what, two shows so far? or get we, We've had one concert so far, a uh, successful concert. And, uh, you know, we kind of commemorated the Reformation because we're uh, cel- commemorating, celebrating, whatever <laughs> you happen to, to want to say, uh, the Reformation, 500th anniversary. And, wow. uh you know, Martin Luther was, uh, whether, again, you agree with the Reformation or not, he changed history. Right. Absolutely. So we had a uh, couple hundred, well, about a couple hundred people on stage for a few choruses, and uh, including work by Mendelssohn, who was Lutheran, 
and uh, Bach, who was also both both Lutheran composers. But then we have a concert coming up December second, mm -hmm. which is our annual holiday show, which is always a lot of fun. And you have a special popular. narrator for that one. Yeah. We have Gary Helton <laughs> from WHFC, uh, who is sort of my. Uh, mentor in radio because I volunteer on the Wednesday morning show at WHFC 91.1. You know, WHFC, they do a great job. Love them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hey, it just so happened to be that it won favorite local radio station in Hartford County. In Hartford County, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. And we appreciate that. And, and there isn't a station that I know that has more variety. No. And it's very consistent. And they, they, they put out a good product. It's a really great station. And uh, I had listened to it some before I volunteer, started volunteering, but I listen more now. And, um, I listen all the time. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, Catherine, 91.1 .1 FM, okay. because it, I, morning you can hear jazz. Then later then on we have morning classical. you hear classical. Oh, nice. I, I always I'm say nine, it's everything from Bach to ZZ Top. Wow. Well, they do <laughs> what... So morning show up to nine o'clock is Gary mm -hmm. uh, weekdays, and mm -hmm. then there's a classical show nine to noon with different guys doing it, and then uh, there's usually some sort of a talk. Rick Steves, for instance, oh, yeah. and then the, then the kids come on and it's crossover. And one Cross. really good thing about WHFC, it's the only Baltimore Metro station that continues to train kids, yeah, and who have become successful in television and radio. So, uh, so they have this crossover show, and they're finally putting the pumping the crossover into the student union at HCC. Why wouldn't you pump in, you know, your own it radio wasn't station? Before? It wasn't. That, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. But wow. uh, you know, crossover is like contemporary stuff, but yeah. it's not necessarily the pop stuff. You know, it's it's whatever's going on, and they uh, they have a nice mix. And then there's more jazz, you know, with Terry Troyer yeah. and Dave May and stuff. And, and and then the weekend, they have old radio and they have classical stuff. Retro, retro radio. Retro radio, yeah. So, and, uh, uh, of course, everybody's favorite, Joyce Conroy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a good station. I've enjoyed, you know, putting some time in there. I enjoy having guests on and stuff. Like I was saying uh, before, Rebecca Jessup's been on and... Uh, you know various various other folks. Yeah, I got talk about music because when you when yeah I listen to you on Wednesdays. Yeah, and I'm just floored by some of the stuff he plays. Yeah, because it's not just it's. I want to say it's not the classical music that you would think. That some of the stuff has a twist to it. There's lots yeah. of twists. Yeah, which I yeah I yeah, like I, I, <laughs> I like to I like to mix it up. Yeah. But, um, you know, classical is kind of an odd word. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> classical ballet, too, right? I, I mean, it's like yeah, everybody throws out classical. So classical music really is only music written from about 1750 to about 1820. Haydn, Mozart, Beethoven, those cats. So you could call it art music or whatever, but I play, I love to play Piazzolla, for instance. I love to play Gershwin. But I, then I play a lot of stuff, orchestral stuff that mm -hmm. um, maybe other people don't, you know, don't don't play because we do have a large CDs collection. And I, I'm glad I do you like brought that up, up because you and I talked about that at the radio station. That's you right. explained that to me, and I was yeah. going to ask you to explain it to everybody, but 
keep yeah. going because now everybody will know it's just at the wide range because mm-hmm. it's a wide range. That. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> been trying to play more female composers. Susquehanna Symphony this season was playing two, maybe three, because a friend of mine says, "Hey, I'm c- coming in from California." For the May concert, you want to put a peace of mind on your program too? And I'm oh, like, yeah, yes. let's see if we can work this out. So we do have, we get grants to do female composers. It's not much money. It'll take care of the rental right. of the music. But it's important to be <coughs> female composers. We um, have two African-American composers on this. And we're only doing four concert season. So a lot of times people are thinking dead white guys. Music. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to think beyond dead white guys. Well, you do a lot for local composers. We too, do well, and our soloists are local too. But the Susquehanna Symphony uh, is not a museum. You know, it's not just a place for dead artists. Right. And uh, so, for uh, this coming concert, December second, um, which I realize the podcast might come later, we'll have a composer from Philadelphia. Uh, and doing fun stuff. He put together, he both pieces he wrote for Susquehanna Symphony, but now other orchestras do it. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, narrated by Gary Helton. <laughs> and he's done something called Pockle Bell's Christmas, which in five minutes... Wait a minute. So, Pockle you know, Bell? Pockle Bell... Oh, po- okay. Pockle Bell, okay, yeah. You go to a wedding. Yes. Like, you're a DJ. Pockle yes. Bell can I yeah. down the aisle. I thought you that. said Pockle <laughs> Bell at first. <laughs> not Taco Bell. <laughs> no, not Taco <laughs> Bell. Okay, Pockle Bell. So, in five minutes, over that ground, what we call ground bass, that mm-hmm. recurring bass thing, he puts 44 Christmas and Hanukkah tunes over top of that in five minutes. What? And it's a hoot. It's wow. really funny. It, it's, How many sore fingers are there after? No, it's <laughs> it, it, it it's like the tuba player has a solo here and stuff. It's like everybody doesn't play all at the same time. Okay, but but it's very cleanly written, so you know. And of course, we're going to do um, my third sing along. Now I've already published two Christmas sing alongs, and at the end of the concert, everybody sings along to Christmas tunes that they know. And I've arranged them. So last year we did my third one, and the first tune I chose was Coventry Carol. Da, hmm. da, 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 da. Do you think anybody sang? No. So it wasn't a sing-along. So I was stupid, and I, I said to myself, Self, you've got to change the first tune. So I did. So we're going to do the Christmas sing-along number three, but the first tune won't be Coventry Carol. It'll be... We three kings of Orient are, and a good friend of mine said, well, everybody knows the tune, but there weren't three, and they weren't kings, and they weren't from the <laughs> Orient, but we'll sing the tune, you know. <laughs> I um, thought you were going to come back and say you were going to do Carol the Bells. It's like, oh, I uh, hate the Carol <laughs> Bells. Oh, it is one of the worst, you know, ding, fries are done, that's what... <laughs> Oh jeez! That's what we always say. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, the you know the holiday show is always fun, and um, then for March, March tenth, there's a young composer named uh, James Lee the third. He lives in Edgewood. He's in his thirties, I'd say. Uh, teaches at Morgan and uh, has quite the reputation. Baltimore Symphony and other major orchestras in the United States have played his music. 
Um, Did you and, do one of his pieces before? No, nope, this will no. be a first. Okay. And he has a reputation in Portugal, not Portugal, Brazil. He speaks really? Port Portuguese. He married a Portuguese gal. And um, so he's a wonderful guy. And he texted me a little more than a year ago. And he said, Sheldon, I want to write a concerto for community orchestra. I want you to perform it. I said, yes. So it's a violin concerto. And Emmanuel Borowski from Baltimore, who I've known since he was just a little guy, getting his doctorate in violin at University of Maryland, uh, will be playing. And it's, it's a big concerto. It's a half hour long. This will be wow. the March concert. And there's a lot of interest in this. And it's still hard for us. He's writing for a community orchestra. We're not the Baltimore Symphony. Right. But um, it's a really outstanding work. James Lee III is a wonderful uh, composer. And it's based on the story of Josiah from the Old Testament. Our whole season is based on spirituality in some way. Okay. I talked about the Reformation. We have holiday music, and now for the March concert, um, Yoshiyahu is the name of the Hebrew name for Josiah. So that's the name of the concerto. I don't like to say that three times real fast. <laughs> Yoshiyahu, and then we're doing a Russian symphony at the same time. Rinsky Korsakov. See. Orchestral music can be fun, right? <laughs> uh, did, did you just do something for APG as well, for the 100th anniversary? I wrote a piece for okay. the AP, APG, and we're going to do that in May. Glad okay. you mentioned May. So uh, I wrote a piece um, for the Army, and I've written a piece for the Navy, for my dad, mostly, right. uh, based on what is one of the great hymns of all time, uh, Eternal Father, Strong to Save. Oh, which is a great hymn. Yeah. And so um, I wanted to write a piece for the Army because it was, you know, 100th anniversary. They started right World War One when we entered. That's when mm -hmm. APG opened. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, do you know what the Army's motto is? Because that's what I named the piece. This will defend. That's the name of the that's, piece. That's like the name that. of the piece. This will defend. So, do you know what the army hymn is? I'm a marine. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, God of Our Fathers, and then the Kason song is in there. Okay. Now, that's also called the army song. You know, they changed the words. So, it was a Kason song, but then it wasn't just for the Kasons. They made it more umbrella army. Right. So, so that we'll be playing that in May, and our May concert's an American Remembrance concert, and it's all American composers. Local composer Benny Russell's written a piece called uh, "Man of Peace." He's the local jazz guy at HCC. Okay, super guy, and um, a man of peace. And we're commemorating not only America, but also uh, the 50th anniversary of the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Bobby Kennedy. God, 50 years. Yes, and I remember, you know I remember those well, 68. So that's next spring. And uh, so we do a piece by Ray Horton, who is, um, was with the Louisville Symphony. And he wrote a piece, and we've done it before, and it's unbelievably moving. It's the actual speech, a tape recording of the actual speech that Bobby Kennedy gave in Indianapolis the day that Martin Luther King was assassinated. Mm -hmm. And it is now a state park. 
there. I right. think it's state, not national. But where this happened, he was outside. So, of course, this is 1968. Walter Cronkite was on for a half hour night, maybe. Yeah. And that was the news. So, he told what was mostly an African American community that Martin Luther King had been shot and killed that day. And the gasp is unbelievable. And this is the tape that we use. It's been cleaned up. And then Bobby Kennedy speaks. And it's the first time he spoke about his brother's assassination five years prior. And then just to think, just a little while, I think what, what was about eight weeks later, Bobby Kennedy himself was assassinated. Yeah. So this was an unbelievably moving piece. And this is our May 5th concert. And it's really one of the few times in my life when I, I put the baton down at the end of the piece and I looked around and everybody was just standing. They, they just had to do something. It was just, it's such yeah. a moving, moving piece. And we're doing a piece by, piece by Gwyneth Walker with local Carolyn Black Sotir, soprano, and it's based on a bunch of spirituals. So it's a very, you know, a lot of different music. Copeland's Fanfare for the Common Man is in there. We're doing Duke Ellington's Caravan, which is a lot of fun. And... You know, Duke Ellington's one of the great composers of the 20th century. Love Duke. You know, I love Duke. And I saw him live. Did you really? Oh, be jealous. Uh, <laughs> but I was, in, I was in middle school, and I remember it well. We were at the Forum in Harrisburg where I grew up, and my parents took, took me to see him. And he got down to the front of the stage and said, I love you all badly, you know. And, and he had the audience eating out of his hand. What a charismatic God. and wonderful musician. Now, where where do you guys play most of the time? We perform at Bel Air High School. Okay. We'll do four concerts over the course of a season at Bel Air, October, December, March, and May. And then we always uh, open the band shell concert in Bel Air the first Sunday in June every year. And we okay. do a mix uh, of, uh, of items, you know, do a couple of marches and do some lighter, maybe Gershwin right. music, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's something very important that I'm sure a lot of people don't know. Uh, you guys are a 501c3. We are. So, We've been you're, all, so you're looking for donations and everything. We are always looking for not only donations, we're always looking for volunteers to help, uh, people to ushers, people to help at the concerts. And um, right now we... Uh, we're, for this concert, we only have about 23 violins and six violas, and a few people aren't going to be around, that sort of thing, but I'd like to get, you know, always looking for some violins and violas in particular. Do you play violin? No. Okay. <laughs> I wish. I always wanted to, but... Um, <laughs> my father played violin, and my daughter took violin, but... No, I played drums, bass, guitar. Well, I started. Now on, I don't play anything. I started on drums. Did you? So I play, what, that was my I'd first play thing. Set, play bass. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wish I now I can't even hold a tune. Yeah, have, not even on a guitar. I, can't, so. I have a piano in my living room, and everybody comes over and goes, "Oh, you play piano?" I was like, "No, uh, I took lessons for about two years. My parents brought me a piano, and then I quit, and here we are." <laughs> I just, it's, and it's something about strings I just love. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, it's amazing the what people nowadays do with cellos, violins, and all that. It, 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 but it gets down to sometimes I think what we really love is the warmth of sound. Yeah. That comes from a, from 
from strangers. Well, maybe your your child, daughter, yes? I like to hope. I let her sit there, like, and she kind of bangs on the piano a little there bit. There you go. That's the <laughs> beginning. Yeah. I was like, come on, Mozart was writing symphonies by the time he was three, so you gotta you got to step up your game a bit. Well, five, but that's it. Okay. My, actually, but, my, but Mozart was, you know, brilliant. My son started, well, I got, we got him a piano keyboard when he was, I don't know, I guess about 10. And, you know, play around a couple times, nothing. So that was a waste of, well, we, at the time we thought it was a waste of money. <laughs> so when he turned 13, he came to me and wanted to play guitar. I said, well, there's only one rule. I said, I'll put, we'll get you a guitar, but you teach yourself. I don't want you taking lessons. Well, why? I said, because I want you to learn your style. And I want you to learn how to play, then take lessons. He said, okay. Now, guitar, bass, drums, piano. I mean, he's just... He's 24 now, but you put anything in front of him, and he can play it. And uh, when he first learned, he did teach himself. And then 15, his mother signed him up for music lessons, and I took him to his first lesson. It just so happened that I, I didn't know it at the time, but when I got there and met his guitar instructor, I knew him from my days, you know, playing. The guy used to play in local bands and still does. So my son sat down with him, he played something. He looked at me, he said, Rich, he said, what do you want me, what do you expect me to do with him? I said, well, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. He said, that's just it. He said, what can I do with him? I said, teach him classical, Te teach him Spanish, mm -hmm. teach him everything. I want him to learn all styles. And that's what he did. And, good. Uh, you know, yeah. I never thought I would see the day where my son came to me and said, Dad, listen to this, I can play Thelonious Monk. Love the London. What? <laughs> well, you know, the other thing is, if we're talking about young people and instruments, the resurgence of ukulele oh, has been really yes. remarkable. And uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, plays ukulele. But for a child to to be playing ukulele because it's smaller mm -hmm. and get your instruments now, not at eighteen months, but. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, in elementary school certainly, and you can get a ukulele that's not bad for under a hundred bucks easily. Yeah, maybe under sixty bucks. And uh, I, you know, I encourage people to, especially for smaller children. Oh, I want a guitar. Well, let's try ukulele first. And ukulele has idea. become. <laughs> It's become cool again. Yeah. You know, it used to I be. Think I had well, one of my students say she yeah. wanted a ukulele for Christmas. Yeah. I remember kind of looking at her like. Oh. Well, you have, because you have a lot of these, oh, I can't think of her name, young actress, um, her and the young actor, the young actor used to be on Third Rock from the Sun, um, dark hair guy. Anyways, they did a Christmas song together. She was playing ukulele. ukulele I yeah. think even, um, what's her face? Taylor Swift, I think. Oh, you know, I think I may. Yeah, I think she may have done something. Yeah, like yeah, the young girl on America's Got Talent, okay. or whatever. Well, playing. the nice thing about ukulele is you can take it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And uh, back pocket almost. <laughs> you know, there's a really good. I think it's probably on YouTube. They did a George Harrison Memorial Concert at Royal Albert Hall, and it's a cool concert. But Paul McCartney plays ukulele. Really? On one of the simple. I forget if it was Hey Jude or one of one of the great Beatles. Of course, you know I grew up with the Beatles. I'm older right. than you, and uh, was in a garage band playing drums. You know, like, but yeah. you know we did the the Beatles and stuff like that. But Paul McCartney's playing uke. That is awesome. Yeah, it's cool but you, you, it's neat because you watch some of these guys. Um, I mean, growing up, I was 
which you call a metalhead. Now I like everything. I listen to everything. But you, um, I think it was Metallica and a couple other guys will post these videos where they use like little kids, which is a bit size of ukulele, yeah. like instruments, drums, guitars, whatever, and they do these songs. And I guess to really show people, yes, you can play yeah. on these. You can get the sound from it. And I, the ukulele can be electric too. My daughter's yeah. got an electric uke. Yeah. I think one of the neatest things I ever saw when it comes to musicians um, was the Mike. I think it was the Mike Douglas show where he had Frank Zappa on uh, or Steve Allen, Steve Allen show. It was a okay. Steve Allen show, and Frank Zappa was on, and Frank was talking about how awesome composer. In my book, yes. I thought he was. Yes. Um, but he was talking about how you can make music with anything. And he had a bicycle. And he was playing the bicycle. Just yeah. showing how he could get all the different oh, yeah. sounds out well, and everything. And you're 18th month old. Get out the pots and pans. Oh, give them there. the wood. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, Frank Zappa went elementary school in Edgewood for a while. Yeah. And uh, we had a, here. A, a, violin, a violinist years ago that actually taught Frank Zappa. Wow. But, uh, you know, he not only did, like, rock, but he wrote for orchestral yes. instruments as well. And unlike some guys that write orchestral, I'm thinking John Lord, who I almost oh, yeah. met in England, Deep Purple, and and his music's accessible. Right. And uh, Trey Anastasi, who is Fish, the Fish guitarist. Okay. Um Frank Zappa's music is unbelievably complex. Yeah. It's really, really complex and really very difficult. Would I like to do some Zappa? Yes. Can we perform it? No. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, but what a great talent Frank Zappa yeah. was. Yeah. Definitely before his time when he came to oh, that I, I think there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, didn't appreciate it. Yeah. You know, now do you get a lot of the I guess young kids after high school? Oh, absolutely. To join in well, the thing the thing is with the Susquehanna Symphony. So we have off of Hartford Youth Orchestras that we began in 1999. So we have two youth orchestras, middle school group, Hartford String Orchestra, Hartford Youth Orchestra. Brian Follis runs runs those two groups, okay. conducts the older group, and so and both of my. Uh, youngest children played in that for a long time. Uh, Zach played bass, Morgan played violin, and they're now both studying music over in London. But uh, so many children are comfortable with HCC. There's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. the HCC music program <clears throat> or if they just want to continue to play. So HYO, Harford Youth Orchestra, kids will graduate. They'll often come to Harford Community College and they can take Susquehanna Symphony for credit, Hartford Community College and CCBC. You can get uh, credit. Yeah, we're we're a a double college orchestra. How about that? So, um, uh, you know, I get five students at a time. You know, at, right. at the most, which is fine. Um, but uh, yes, I mean, uh, yeah, college, and of course, teaching orchestra for forty years. Um, a lot of string players, and and they're playing other places too. Yeah. You know. Now, and how many total in the SSO? Right now, we have generally about eighty, depending on the repertoire and 
and what we need. They come out every Tuesday night to rehearse at HCC and to wow, listen to nice. my jokes. <laughs> Are they coming specifically for the jokes? or? <laughs> well, there's one person, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Noah Kowski, who uh, is very smart, obviously. He's a doctor, and he laughs at all my jokes, so I think my jokes are on a very high level, <laughs> intellectually. <laughs> are you going to take Gary to one of these things or let him tell his jokes? We've already started. We had okay. a rehearsal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a few embarrassing moments, I must say. But <laughs> I just think you have to have Gary dress up as either Mo Larry or Curly when he does them. All three. Uh, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Get the dummy heads on each side. <laughs> no, he's, he's doing, you know, Goldilocks, and it's a great story. Wait, wait a minute. He's dressing so up he, as the Goldilocks, yeah. No, he's not dressing up. Oh, okay. I thought you were well, that would be that would be good. But um, that would be fun, you know, like little pigtails coming out of his ears. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's not going to talk to me anymore after this. <laughs> I'll tell him not to listen. He's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, but one nice thing about doing the Susquehanna Symphony for so long, like we were talking before the, the show started, where we live, we're really lucky. Yeah because we're close to so much art. Mm -hmm. um, we can do, and we have done New York City in a day, uh, go up to the Metropolitan Opera. My daughter wants to run, my youngest daughter wants to run an opera house. That's why she's in music business. So she has fallen in love with opera. And at opera. 16, 17, you know, that's what she wants to do. So my wife is not crazy about opera, so Morgan and I would just go, you know, pick up the train up in New Jersey, New Jersey Transit, take it into the city, go to the opera, come up. And um, Philadelphia is close, Baltimore is close, Washington, mm -hmm. and that means, and of course a lot of conservatories, so that means there's so much talent here. So rarely do we have soloists who don't have some local ties and composers. Now occasionally we have composers, like I mentioned, Ray Horton from Louisville or Gwyneth Walker from, but they have a history with us. And we've chosen to do their music for a specific reason. So one of Gwyneth Walker's first pieces that we ever did was called Match Point. And it's based on tennis. And it's in four movements. And the first movement is percussionists drop tennis balls on the timpani. <laughs> and and then, and then you're expected to kick the balls out into the audience. And then, then you have a, um, a sort of a fun time with the orchestra where there's actually volleys. So the one side of the orchestra stomps their feet, the other side goes, oh jeez, you know, with a, a you know finger inside the cheek. Yeah, and that goes back and forth. So stomp. Stop, <laughs> you know, and then at the end there's a there's a huge march at the end. It's a lot of fun, and then at the very end, you're you're in the clubhouse, drinking to your success, and and a percussionist drops a couple of ice cubes into a into a like a, a glass, right. you know, for for an old fashioned or something. So um, so we like to have fun, but I think for the May concert with doing the spirituals, that'll be the fun part of that concert, and then there's more serious, like I was saying. I, and I think that's what a lot of people that have never gone to watch an orchestra perform, I don't think they realize what they're missing because it is fun. It not is. just for not just for the people in the orchestra, 
but for the crowd too, right? To watch it, it's I love it. It, it it's fun. It can be a very moving experience. Yeah. I talk to the audience a little bit. We usually have a pre-concert lecture if people want to come get a composer That's up good to idea. talk and stuff. And and I ask questions. We try to have fun with that. And I try not to talk too long, but I try to convey what you know what's going on. And people seem to appreciate that. There's always a balance. That's a great idea. Do you, do you guys do that before any ballet performances or anything? Um, it depends uh, what we're doing. A lot of the smaller performances that we do, we'll try to talk in between. You know, if we have soloists, try to talk right. a little bit about that particular soloist. Or if one of our choreographers wants to give some insight into their piece. Uh, and I know some other programs in the area, they might do like a full-length ballet and have it narrated by somebody so that young children can understand right. what's going on. That's a good idea to try to get you know people more interested in wanting to join too. Just you know, give it a little spiel before or after, you know, and uh, tell them. And once they see how fun it is, where do you do your recitals? Uh, we do our big end of the year performances at John Carroll. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of the smaller ones is usually community events. Like somebody calls and says, you know, we're doing this and this, and we we want some dancers. Glad you said that because that was going to be my next question. For you, <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the community, do you it, like if a local organization calls you, want to know if you could would come out and perform? Do you do something like like for fundraisers or whatever? Yeah, it's something we're definitely always open to to discussing. It it really okay. depends on the season and whether or not we right. have. Whether you're too to busy go. getting ready to go to Philly. Or that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we have to make sure that we have a piece or a couple of pieces that we're able to present that have been rehearsed enough to be right. performed. Um, but it's certainly something, I mean, the Hartford County Women's Expo had some of our kids come and perform a few months ago. Uh, so it's definitely something that we were always open to talking about. Okay. Do you ever take your students to see professionals? Yeah. I'm hoping to this year. A lot of them have gone on their own. Okay. Uh, their parents will make trips up to New York so they can see the Rockettes or see oh, New York yeah, City Ballet. Yeah. I'm hoping this year to take my ballet kids that are going to the competition down to the Kennedy Center to see Giselle in June. Oh, uh, Giselle is lovely. It's one of my favorite ballets. Um, so New York City Ballet is still on, but New York City Opera closed. Is that oh, right? Oh, really? I didn't know about yeah. the opera. Yeah, yeah New York City opera Ballet closed. is still going strong. Wow. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. In the same space there. Uh, yeah, they perform at New York Lincoln City Center, Theater, and then Lincoln's, American yeah. Ballet Theater performs at the Met. Oh, okay. And is Alvin Ailey still mm-hmm. involved, too? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Good. yeah, there's a lot of great dance. There, there is. I think a lot of people are just, they're missing a lot. It, it, and yeah. you always hear it, you hear from everybody, oh, there's nothing to do this weekend there. Really? Oh my Check goodness. out the arts. There's yeah. always There's something so to much to do in Harford County. It's just, you do not have to leave Harford County to find stuff. No. There, there's great drama, dance, visual arts, mm-hmm. uh, performing arts, just all kinds of uh, all kinds of great stuff. And you know, the library system has got great things oh, yeah, going on. I've been super yeah. impressed with the library, having an 18 month old. Every oh. library has its own little like kid room, and there's the, all these activities. Oh, the, it's amazing. <laughs> the library's system in Harvard yeah. County is is really amazing. Actually, my brother-in-law just um, at the Joppatown Library, they contacted him about because he's a big history buff, and he went down there. He's not comfortable talking in front of people, so he asked me to go with him. Luckily, he did it also. He was fine. Okay. But just yeah. talking about the history of Joppatown. Yeah. And actually, we're we're going to be do, start doing podcasts about history. And one of the guys that I'm going to have on is a retired teacher. I don't know if you know him or not, Lance Lederer. 
No, I don't know that. He name. taught at Joptown High School. He was one of my okay. teachers. Uh, yeah. Taught history. But and he's still going to come and talk with you? Yeah. Yeah, actually, he was that. just on one of my podcasts with two local authors that I had. Oh, good. So just, yeah. uh, and then there's another guy, young guy, up in uh, Heavy Grace, Jared Allen, just loves yeah. history. And just get these guys on talking about that he, too much history is trying to be rewritten. So you got to get it out there and let people know about it, especially in the What's county. Going too. On. Yeah. This, this area is just full of history, like oh, we God, were talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Revolutionary War included, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, happy to race. Times. Yeah, it's, uh, used to have the racetrack up there, the yeah. horse racetrack, oh, yeah, which was frequently visited by Al Capone. Yeah. Wow. You know, so. And supposedly, the old hotel up there, uh, the Bayou, was a place that Babe Ruth would stop after the season yeah. was over. So, yeah. It's uh, some of the stuff. Now, George Washington did not sleep everywhere in Harvard County. <laughs> <laughs> he, he slept at Manor Tavern. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but I, Lafayette came through. Yeah. At Churchville. And, you know, and he was a 19-year-old general at the time. Amazing. Uh, you know, that's something, maybe something that Harvard County needs, like an outside amphitheater or whatever for you guys to perform at. Well, the Bel, Air, the Bel Air one is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know behind the police station behind the, okay. the Bel Air Town Hall, and they have one of the best summer concert series there is. And then the Center for the Arts is planning to put up an amphitheater too, which might have a roof on it. I'm not sure. When are they going to start construction on that? Any idea? The answer is I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm definitely really excited for the Center for the Arts. So I'm hoping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping it gets going soon. It looks like it's going to be amazing. Hopefully it'll be good. It It looks like he's getting on a huge piece of property, too. It won't be for us because the inside is not, you know, maybe outside, but the inside is not good. And we don't, like, we'll do our June 3rd concert outdoors at the uh, William Humbert Amphitheater there in the town of Bel Air. And then we're done for the rest of the summer. We We don't perform because we need a break and getting enough people to come out. And everybody's going on vacation and stuff. It's hard to have now. The Beller Community Band continues to go through like July Fourth, but but we don't. We tried; it didn't work many many years ago, you know. So what is the uh, arena up at the college? I mean, would I think be? the acoustics are probably awful. Okay. Yeah, because I I know if we're I mean we went and saw a concert up there, which was good, but that's completely yeah. different. Well, an orchestra. Supposedly, they were supposed to uh, budget enough money for draperies in there, and then okay. it got cut. And you need a, some thick draperies to help suck up some of the sound that's in there. Yeah. But you also need a good sound man or woman. You yeah. Know, if you're doing a concert, you need. Uh, we we'd love to back up. I mean, there's been some talk about like SSO backing up an act that came in, like Chicago, for instance, would be fun, but. Um, it's a large orchestra, yeah. and um, do we have smaller ensembles? Like, if people want ensembles for a wedding or something, you can go to our website, and there's some ensembles there. Which is S- uh, ssorchestra.org, right? Very good. Okay. Ssorchestra.org. <laughs> I was going to ask you to tell everybody, but... <laughs> yeah. Ssorchestra, or just Google me, Sheldon Bear, B-A-I-R. But, or... Um, that's so, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's uh, I lost my train there. Uh, so talk about the website. Talk about people coming through, you know, looking for local musicians. 
Right, right. Yeah. That's true. They can go to the website and find something for a wedding, that sort of thing. We just went to a concert down in the city, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, mm -hmm. and I never realized that they, the, the strings and everything, they use local musicians. I never yeah, realized that's, that. Yeah, that's common for a lot of groups. Yeah. Like when Ray Charles would come through, for instance, he would use, you know, he would have a set so group. Barry too, yeah. Yeah, he would have a conductor, piano, bass, drums, guitar, um, maybe one or two horns that he would bring with them, and then they hire. Yeah. Because really, like the string parts for those groups are really easy. Yeah. This is not like playing a Beethoven symphony. This is really easy stuff. So, uh, and it can be thrown together very quickly. Right. You don't even have to rehearse everything. And you have professionals, you know, playing uh, from the from the local union. It's easy to. It's, yeah, it's easy actually to do. common in the ballet world too. Moscow Ballet comes through every year, and they hire or they audition local students to perform the core roles. Really? Mm -hmm. Do oh, they? That's cool. Do yeah. they do that with canned music, or do they don't hire a, um, an orchestra? Or? It's been a really long time since I was involved. Okay. I think that they're using recorded music. Yeah, I think that they're that's, using well, that's right. Yeah, that's tough on musicians. Yeah. Hey, you guys have anything to add before we wrap it up? And once again, how can people contact you? Through uh, the website, we'll have the link below yeah, there. Yeah, they can also follow Ragebox Dance Center on Facebook and okay. Instagram. And which everybody can also, if you can't find it, just we'll have it on the website as well. Are you going to go dance? Hey, hey, how, how, what? I said, we, <laughs> we have adult classes. Adult classes. Could you, you can, see you me trying to, to dance? <laughs> My well, days of dancing are done. <laughs> if you're doing DJing, I mean, you ought to get out there. And I, well, the DJing part, I'm trying to have my, my son's taking over more of that okay. I do the bookings well then you could even do more dancing but, uh, no <laughs> no that's another story about the dancing no uh -uh. no <laughs> alright on that note we're out of here I want, to, <laughs> I want to thank you both for coming uh, once again if you would like to be on the Hartford County Living Podcast uh, just contact us at podcast at HartfordCountyLiving.com it is free to come on uh, one of the things we like to do is promote local businesses, the arts, events, and everything. So definitely contact us, and thank you again. Outstanding. Thank you. It's almost that time of year once again. That's right. Santa Claus is coming back to Joppa Town on Sunday, December 10th at the Joppa Town High School for the annual Joppa Town Lions Club Breakfast with Santa and Holiday Bazaar. There will also be local craft vendors on site so you can do your shopping while you and your kids, of course, are eating breakfast. Tickets are only $10 a piece and children five and under are free. And you may buy tickets either at the door or online at joppatownlionsclub.org. That's Joppatown with an E. They got a full menu of pancakes, waffles, bacon, sausage, eggs, juice, milk. You name it, they're probably going to have it. So make sure you make it down there. I also understand there's going to be some crafts for the kids to make. So once again, come to the annual Breakfast with Santa and Holiday Bazaar, sponsored by the Joppatown Lions Club, on Sunday, December 10th, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Joppatown High School.